We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia. Hello and welcome to the Big Cat Chat, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. My name is Jack Martin and I'm joined by my co-host Nat Sinclair. How are you, Nat? I'm great, Jack. How are you? I'm very good. Um, We've basically, this is almost as if it's our second attempt at recording one because we pretty much did a whole podcast before we started recording. We did, yeah. There's lots to talk about when you're the greatest team in the competition officially. Yes. (laughs) even though we're talking about the dark days <laughs> yes. but um yeah what a time for your life minor premiers again second time in third years uh, in th- whoa whoa second time in three years um I was thinking to myself as I was walking Zola um the other day it's still weird to me that we're good <laughs> yeah which yeah. sounds ridiculous because it's like it's three years now and it's still like wow like <laughs> We're good. We're a good team. Yeah, I I still have the um the inferiority complex around it a lot, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I was I was thinking I about that today that. where I was like, I was like, I can't believe I live in a world where yeah, we are the minor premiers again. It's crazy. Um and especially this year, I just I didn't anticipate that they would be as good this year. Um, you know, like I didn't know where they would find that will. And I think someone was talking about it. One of the commentators was talking about it. And they just said, Penrith have a will to win like no other team. And that is something that really benefits us. Like we had no right to win that game against South. And mm. we we found a way to do it, even though really, arguably for us, there wasn't much on the line. We probably would have won the minor premiership irrespective of that. And for South, it's a top eight spot. Um, and we still found that will. Um, so it's crazy. Yeah, it's one of those things that um, Victoria's dad says to me all the time. He's a Parramatta fan, but he quite admires the way Penrith play. And he just talks about the fact that these guys out there, they all love each other and they play for each other from the first second to the final second. And you can see it with their attitude in defence. And last week it had to sort of come out with our attitude in attack um, of just like going and going and going again and it's the kind of thing that we wouldn't have seen from our team a couple of years ago yeah it's um it's amazing it's um like a little secret weapon I guess it's just that they are obsessed with each other and um it's hard to find I think it's really hard to find um and I think it's where a lot of other teams do fall over Parramatta yeah (laughs) being one of them (laughs) I think it there we really go. goes... been like what two minutes and we've already done a power yeah. slur. Well, we had to times. get one away. You know. <laughs> they're about to yeah. lose. They're about to lose thirteen <laughs> plus to the Broncos tonight. So you know there'll be plenty more to come. I don't know about you, but does it? It feels like Eels and Broncos have played each other about forty times this season. I I feel, I feel like refuse I refuse to believe yeah. this is the second time. I refuse to believe that. I feel like there's been about anyway. I guess but, it is just the second time. They're the Penrith and Souths of 2021 where they just verse each other every other week. Oh, my God, 20, yeah, constantly. Yeah. Um, although I hope they don't have a penrith South style thing because if it ends up being an Eels-Broncos grand final, I'm going to be very disappointed. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, yeah, like those two teams, for example, are a great you know way of showing how I almost wonder how much of coaching in the NRL in 2022 is about tactically getting things right and how much Mm. of it is just about, I guess, having the respect of your players and knowing how to treat them. Yeah. And keeping them happy. Yeah. Like all the, all the top coaches at all the top teams Mm. seem to have like a true bond with their players and seem to really get along well with their players 
Yeah. And you look at someone like some of the other coaches who are sort of further down the ladder and you can very much see the way that they might have gotten offside with their players or maybe like the players in those squads have poor attitudes or whatever. Yeah, totally. Because, like athletically, I don't actually think there's that much difference between the best and the worst team in the NRL. Like if you, I, I don't, yeah, I was going to say if you cut out the Tigers because um, <laughs> they are pretty bad. Um, but I would have to agree with you. Um it's, I think a lot of it is mindset and me- a mental battle. And I think, as we've said, we've said so many times this year that we think the mental battle won us the premiership last year. Um, and it might be winning us another one. Oh, I, I, I so hope it. I've now the grand final tickets are on sale. I keep like thinking about it like more and more and more than I already did. And it pretty much already took up 99% of my brain capacity. But and now you know it's going to be like in Sydney. Yeah, I'm like it's it's the fun part of the season again, you know. Yeah. For yeah. years, this is where I, I used to um, stop caring, and I would just start enjoying yeah. the good games that were on. But now I'm yeah. like, oh my god, I have a stake in this. Oh, you do, and I think as well, like, um, it's also it's nice because it's been a the past three seasons, the the normal regular seasons have been so calm because we don't even have to worry about that whole oh, are we going to make the eight situation? We know we are from pretty much the get-go. So, you know, finishing first, second and first means that we can save all our anxiety for finals, which is great. (laughs) We're fresh and ready to go. Yeah, it's like, do you remember 2017 when we had a really bad start, but then the second half of the year we were great? And I mean, it was my last year of cheerleading and I thought we were going to win the premiership because there was a lot of fuss around us for some reason. Yeah. I think we were one of, we were really tipped. I'm like, this is it. Um, and then I was like, we're not even going to make the bloody eight. And then we did. We lost to Manly by like 50 in our last round 26 game. Yes. And then we beat them the next week. <laughs> that was my last game. It was so fun. That was a, that was a great game. The, the first yeah. of the great Dylan Edwards playing while he yes. in performances. Yes. Wow, what a legend. Didn't he do like his MCL or something like that? I can't remember. I pretty much block out all Dylan from 20 before 2020. <laughs> <laughs> this this is before the blow up. Yeah, before the pre-glow up Dylan Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I remember like that. that season was a perfect example of how we were for the majority of us being like a good team throughout the 2010s. Yeah. Yeah, where we started off the season as we were like among the favourites for the premiership in betting. Yeah, and I know we that got- because I put a hundred bucks on us to win the comp. I'm pretty sure I did too. I was so sure of it. Yeah. I literally thought this is it. Yeah, I was like, oh, tomorrow, Martin, Nathan, Cleary, halves combo. Like that's easy. You know, we've got this. That was, that was the, is that when tomorrow debuted with that ridiculous game? Uh, 2016 was when he debuted. Oh my god, that was the best debut of all time. <laughs> that was, that was my, so exciting. That was my favorite thing ever. Wasn't um, the best. It was like that was such a chaotic game, and then the fact that he did like the two match-winning plays of scoring the try and kicking the field goal, and just like, like and then his interview afterwards when he was talking about was it, and it was um humble king. <laughs> he was so just chill about it. It's like this is something different, but um yeah. Um, yeah, that was hilarious. And he was like, "Oh, I hope I, I hope I'm in first grade next week as well." And they're like, oh, "I reckon and you he was are, mate." About how he was like, he was like closing his eyes. He was like, yeah. he was like, I just kind of like shut one eye. And yeah, I just hope it went over. <laughs> like, wow. And like how he said, he was, he was only at the back to take the field goal because he was so tired. He was tired. Yeah. yeah. God, good times. I, re- I, I remember with that. Um. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I was working on a a school holiday, um, like NRL kids clinic, like that they do, yeah. and yeah. I was helping like run it. And mm-hmm. I went to the toilet at one point, and when I was in the toilet, all the other people there working on it decided to stitch me up because my last mm-hmm. name's Martin, and like yeah. these are a bunch of eight year old kids. They don't really notice that I look nothing like Tamari Martin. Yeah, they were like, they were like, oh, you know, he's Tamari Martin's brother. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> and so I came out of the toilet and I was absolutely mobbed by like 50 kids being like, can, can you get Tamari's autograph for me? And I was like, oh, oh my God. 
<laughs> That's so cute. I felt like, um, yeah, I felt like you guys, when you're a cheerleader, when I, I, when you guys would be doing like the laps and there'd be like a line yeah. of people trying to get a photo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was so fun. I remember one time it was so unfortunate. Um, I think it was just by chance that I got a photo with somebody and then Nathan was like right there. So it was like at the same time, but unfortunately I think there was, they thought maybe I, I had personally gotten Nathan to come and get the photo. Uh And then they said something on Twitter ages ago. This was like 2016. And then all these people were inboxing me, asking me if I, they thought I had these like connections and asking me if I could get like, (laughs) you know, retired players, players to go get a photo with these people. And I'm like, no, that was literally chance. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's why, that's why I asked you to be a host on this podcast. I thought you were going to give and us I have not delivered so far. There's been no special guest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've had a, we've had a Manly fan, a Cronulla fan. And oh, a we have. Fan. Yeah, actually, yeah. I should not say that. We've had some wonderful special guests. <laughs> wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. They're probably not listening. Uh- <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, yes, um, those were some dark days in comparison to now. Yeah, yeah. Premiers. And what a team to do it against, huh? Souths. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We've really got the number of them, much to their fans' chagrin. Um, yeah, I mean, we can talk about the game, I guess. Um, well, yes, that's game, why we had to. great because the rest of the game. Sorry, I was well, just going to yeah. say that's why we had to start recording because we started yeah. doing an analysis of the game and then we're like, oh, we should probably record and this. Like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're here to do. Um, yeah, I feel like all the other games last year, last week were bloody horrendous, except for maybe the <laughs> Knights and the Raiders was somewhat decent. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that we had one game that was not, you know, 50 points to nil. But um, what a game. What a game. Can I, I just say, look what happens when Dylan Edwards comes back in the squad. It is not a coincidence, everybody. There is no coincidence. There can be no doubt anymore about who is the main player who's carrying the rest of them. Exactly. It was it was the missing piece from the puzzle, and that's all it was. Yeah. And um, I think I was talking uh, – I was listening to Bloke in that bar, I think. And I think we spoke about this briefly last week, but – um, one of them said that they their mate went to a game or something like that, and they said that one thing they really picked up on was that Dylan like did not shut up the whole time. They could just hear him the whole time. Um, and sorry, someone keeps calling me, and I'm like, it's probably work. I probably should answer, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, they don't listen either. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I like sent a voicemail, and they called me like immediately afterwards, and I'm like, I mean, hello. Ooh. <laughs> to voicemail for a reason um anyway um yeah and they say he's just talking all the time and like they didn't realize how much of a talk he was and yeah we spoke about it last week but it just really shows he's like telling everyone what to do and everyone just knew what to do last week so what a time to be alive yeah it's um that's a very interesting point that you raise because i've heard a little bit about that recently like there was his milestone game against Canberra before the game, I watched the the video of his jersey presentation. Yep. And Shane Elford was the one who gave him the jersey and um, was saying that he believes that he's the best organising fullback in the competition. Oh, I would totally agree with that. But, yeah. And um, that's something that I know Billy Slater has been very vocal about is how important that is. Yep. And it is interesting because it's one of the traits that it's much harder to notice in a fullback. Yeah. Um, because when we think of fullbacks, we think of their attacking side. Yeah. But it was very interesting to hear um, Isaiah Yo's frankly weird analogy to describe Dylan Edwards. Have you seen it? Yeah, I have. Um, he's okay. a defensive quarterback, which doesn't quite work. Yeah, no. no okay. I was wondering, since you're not on Twitter, so you, you didn't see the... Um, the amount of clowning of Isaiah Yo because of that. I'm not surprised. No, I saw it on um, Facebook, I think, and there was a lot of comments just being like, Isaiah, it's not how the NRL works. No. <laughs> the NFL works. <laughs> um, yeah, like I get what he was trying to say. It just shows mm-hmm. that no matter how long you make a forward talk for, they'll start to say something dumb. But yeah. the overall point of what he was trying to say is 100% correct. Yeah, um, no, he's exactly right the amount of work that they have to do to 
like it just mentally must be so draining to constantly yeah. have to count and to look at where the other team are most likely going to send their attack and then to decide whether you have to be up in the line as well and stuff like that and then to make the effort to get back behind it in case there's a kick and everything yeah like, there's so much to it yeah i don't i don't know how they do it I mean, yeah, I mean, when I was watching the Matty John show and he was on there, Dylan was on there and he was saying that's the hardest part of his job is like organising the other 12. I'm like, oh, I didn't realise that's what they did. I just thought fullbacks kind of caught the ball and just um, stuck around in case something happened. (laughs) And, yeah, it's something, it would be a difficult job. It really would be. You've just brought up a memory of mine, actually. I I was normally um, a winger playing because I wasn't very good. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just uh, chuck him out there. Uh, yeah. That there was a time when I had to play fullback in a game because fullback was injured or suspended or whatever. And mm. the coaches they said to me they were like, "Oh yeah, just you know, you know, tell them where to go in defense." Blah blah blah. I I didn't actually talk. I just pointed. Yeah. Then they have no idea. Their backs are to me. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, it's I'm like, like they don't. Yeah. That's not quite it. <laughs> no, that's not exactly how it works. And so I'm like, yeah. I. I personally know that I could not do what Dylan Edwards did the other night. I also couldn't. So go Dylan. And we love you. We know that uh, every other option at Penrith cannot do it. Yes. Where he's irreplaceable, which is um, concerning. <laughs> yeah. Well, like it, it shows that I believe Dylan and Isaiah are probably the two most irreplaceable players that we have in our team. I entirely agree. It's um, weird. They're not the flashy ones, you know, but no, yeah. we do have it really, we got really good, um, I guess, options. You know, Sean O'Sullivan does a good job. Even Salmon is actually fine um, at 5'8", and he was quite fine the other night. But we just, if Dylan or Isaiah are out, we've got some El Problemos. Yeah, like... I mean, with Salmon, for example, I'd probably still prefer Kurt Falls. Yeah. But at least it's someone there who can do a job. Whereas, yeah, Dylan, look, there's stories today about Charlie Staines being shopped around once again, which I think needs to happen, especially if he is on the 500,000 a year that they've reported him to be on. Yeah. Um, That is a ridiculous amount of money for our choice winger. Yeah, he said to me, he's like, how does this go under the radar? He's like, in most, you know, you hear like Tigers get slammed for the Brooks money and, you know, Knights for the Ponga money and he's like, and you're paying stains. This is worse. Like, That's a very yeah. good point. Yeah, <laughs> like this is bad. I think the only good thing about what we're doing is we haven't doubled down and like insisted on playing him because of it, um, yeah. which most players, most, a lot of teams fall into the trap of doing. They're like, oh, we've made this mistake, so now we have to play them. Um, but... Yeah, I think that we need to – he's not going to prosper at Penrith and I think he could elsewhere. So for the good of mutual – like the mutual good, he's going to have to cop a real pay, pay decrease wherever he goes. But he needs to go. Yeah, he it's it's got to happen for both the club's salary cap and for his career. Because um, he, he's not even exactly providing that try-scoring element this year that he was last year. He's only scored yeah, twice this year. Not. Um, yeah. And yeah, he's he's not the option. And another player who is sort of is constantly linked with other teams whenever someone's looking for a fullback, Stephen Crichton. Yeah. I I love Stephen Crichton. Absolutely, mm. like with all my heart, but I don't think he's a fullback. Um, no, I don't. Know. I think there's a certain um, intensity that you need to bring to the fullback role now, and he just yes. doesn't do that. He's a bit laissez-faire with it all, which yes. makes him perfectly suited to play center. Yeah. Um. And he like he delivered a moment last year that is the greatest thing that has happened to me in my life when it comes to rugby league with that intercept. But I would be willing to let him go if it meant we kept like Dylan Edwards and Isaiah Yo. Oh, like without, there's no question in my mind that yeah. I would do that. It's, yeah. 
we're building at the moment a culture where it's like we're not paying overs for people. Yeah. Um, and I think Crichton is already on like 600K or something, which is ridiculous, I yeah. think, for his position. Um, and, yeah, I love him. And if we can keep him, happy days. But I'm not losing sleep if we can't because I just think there's he's replaceable. Like, and don't get me wrong, he was so good in the final series. And I'm, I've got no doubt that we don't win that premiership without him last year. Yeah. But he's he when he's not there, it's not the same gaping hole that um, that when, like, Dylan or Isaiah or even, like, any of those more important players. The, the fact that, like, players like Dylan are on, we know, less than 500000 because he wasn't on that rich list. And then, like... Stephen Crichton's on that much money, it makes you think, hang on a minute. <laughs> like we don't need to be pouring more money at this guy. And it goes to show the the value for money that you do get in a player like Dylan Edwards. Yeah. Because it's interesting that the debate that you see constantly about who's the best fullback in the comp and stuff like that. Mm. And it's hard to quantify it because all of the top tier fullbacks are actually very different players. Oh, um, it's quite something how different they are. Like you can look at Tedesco, um, Latrell. Um, I would say that Tom Turbo is the person who's the best package deal. Um, yeah. Like the, he, he seems to wrap up everyone else's good qualities into one player, probably the best. Um, but, yeah, they're so different. So it's really hard to compare them. And do we need to have a best? Do you know what I mean? Can't they just all be great in their own right? Yeah. It's it's actually it's actually funny hearing nowadays, like because for years we were the ones going, Yeah, well, there are different types of fullbacks just because Dylan's not the same type, blah, blah, blah. And people would laugh at that yeah. going, Oh, he sucks. But now I'm seeing yeah. other fans say that. Oh yeah. Because, the, he, because Dylan is proving the them all wrong. Yeah. They are people like I'm seeing on all socials um, and just in general, other fans are becoming obsessed with Dylan. Yeah. <laughs> it's something else. They're just like, I've got lots of friends from work who are like, we love that guy. He's amazing. Yeah. Um, and actually it was so funny. We were, I don't know if you listen to like Hello Sport, but there's like, they say like, if in doubt, go hot. And one of my friends from work was like talking about Dylan and he's like, um, I don't know if he's hot. He's like, maybe he's hot in like a, I'll bring your your daughter home by nine and he actually does it way. And I'm like, yeah, that's literally yeah. Dylan. <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, so there's a lot of fans who are just really like coming around to him, which is amazing. And I feel like the only people who are doubting him these days are those with such a strong agenda that they just are so far deep. And I get that because I feel that way about players like Gutho. I yeah. would do the same thing. <laughs> so I understand it. Yeah, it's ones where... Sometimes you've got to just admit that they're good. Not everyone will, and that's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, at the same time, it doesn't really bother us too much because our fullback is a minor premiership winner two times now. Oh, yeah, it doesn't bother me anymore at yeah. all. I feel like he's gotten a, he's gotten a lot of um, plaudits this year, and I really think it's funny now when people, I just feel sad for them because this is a really bad year to have a Dylan Edwards agenda. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check a really random stat right now just mm. before I come out and say it. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> I am, I'm padding for time right here. Do you, do you have anything else you want to say about Dylan Edwards? <laughs> <laughs> I could talk for three hours about Dylan Edwards um, and how happy I am that everyone's finally giving him the respect he deserves, putting some respect on his name. Um, <laughs> what else to say? Um, he was so great last week. He scored a try, which is exciting. Um, what do you What do you think of that try? I thought it was. I really liked the decision. I thought it was really good. I understand how people like say, "Well, it's not very consistent," um, and I get that. But it, I think it was the right decision. And I think most people acknowledged it was the right decision. They just said it's not been a consistent decision. But if they are going to rule those calls like that from here on in, I would love that. Yeah, I thought it it made absolute perfect sense. Um, especially when you take it the broad look of the only contact that there was was actually initiated by a South Sydney player anyway. And yeah. then but then they explained the gap 
and why it didn't relate to it. Yeah. And you go like, yeah, if that's the way forward, that's brilliant. Mm. I completely, yeah. yeah, understand the frustration with the fact that where has that been all this time? Yeah. Um, but like, other than that, I thought it was actually, yeah, a really good way of explaining it. Yeah. Um, because sometimes I feel like if things are just explained well, it takes mm-hmm. the excuses out of like people's hands. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think, sorry. Yep. I think it's such a good idea. I think it's such a good thing that um, they do take an element of, hang on. Yeah. There was like an inside shoulder or whatever, but, but would he, would it have affected the decision? And in the end, would it would have, sorry, would he have still scored? And I said, yeah, it would. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. You know, that'd be such a good rule to apply to everything else. Yeah. And because they do apply it with things like penalty tries when they go, in our opinion, a try would have been scored. So it's not yeah. like they set the precedent with that either. Yeah. Um, I have my, my beautiful stat ready, by the way. Oh, yay. Okay. Only two current fullbacks have won multiple minor premierships. Dylan Edwards and James Ryan Pappenhausen. Oh, wait, what about James Desco? He's only oh, won one. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't remember who won the 2019 minor premiership and I knew it yeah. was either Storm or Roosters and I had to check and it was Storm. Oh, my God, that's incredible. I love yeah. that. So the last four minor premierships have gone Storm Panthers, Storm Panthers. Yeah, I saw that the other day and I saw yeah. like over the last 10 years it's just been Roosters, Panthers or Storm. Yeah which uh, just shows that we, you know, we really are the biggest club in the competition. Also, like how boring for everybody else. Sorry, everybody else. I know. I know. I get why they're starting to be so boring. Yeah, same. I would be so bored by that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Sucked in for you guys. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, so that game itself, it didn't exactly go how we predicted it, did it? I think I said that I thought we were going to lose. So, you know, <laughs> there's that. And um, I, I said that I thought we would win, like, a defensive affair. <laughs> yeah, no, and that that was one thing I was disappointed with um, coming out of that game was the edges, the edge defence, guys. It was really strange, wasn't it? Yes. What the it, hell? They were not, like, they were, like, the Cody Walker try was a good one. Yeah, but it was if they the did like a. Oh my god! It was as if they employed like a weird tactic, uh, yeah, to um like to rush in and like take away time from South Sydney. Yeah, but it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, it did um, not work. <laughs> it was not pretty. And I'm like, I guess I don't mind them trying new things in games that actually are inconsequential to us. Yeah, I guess now's the time to do it, if any. But yeah. it was giving me a few heart attacks. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, um, I loved the options at the end. I think Uppy was outstanding. And I loved that we went for a try. That was so good. Um, we could have, I, I think, do we have Dylan out the back preparing? For a field goal, I mean, yeah, I would be our two point specialist, of course. <laughs> um, but I just, I also was really happy for Liam because he did drop it over the ball, <laughs> drop oh, it over the line twice. <laughs> Liam, he he didn't have a very good game, did he? No, he didn't. I mean, he did. I thought he was good, but for those little errors, like he was involved, he was a hard runner. Um, but then, yeah, those little things, it's like, oh, come on, we need to be not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, like I thought he ripped in, which is something you'll always get from him. But it just wasn't really working for him on Thursday yeah. night. Um, yeah. I've seen this said more and more in recent weeks about Liam Martin by multiple people. That, mm. that I, And I agree with that. I think he needs to um, be part of the front row rotation. Yeah. I'm not sure... Yeah, how much of a future he has on an edge. Um, yeah. But I guess he's there out of necessity right now because Kikau is really our only elite second rower because, you know, yeah. Hopscott does a bit of everything. Uh, Mav's not quite ready. We have Preston Ricky in reserve grade. He's not quite ready. Chris Smith is a depth option. 
Um, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I mean, I know next year we're getting Luke Garner and Zach Hosking. So I think he probably starts next year in second row as well. But I wouldn't be surprised if he moved to the bench and became part of the front rowers, which isn't yeah. a bad thing. Like the bench yeah. isn't what it used to be in rugby league where it's like, oh, you're second fiddle. Because it's a, it's a truly like 17-man game now. Yeah. Um I agree. Like, look at the look at the role that like Mitch Kenny and Scott Sorensen both play off the bench every week. And to a lesser yeah. extent, Spencer Lenu because he plays about 30 seconds. Yeah. Um there's definitely It's so funny that I feel like Spencer literally just like plays 30 seconds every week and scores in that yeah. 30 seconds. Um he, <laughs> he has the at least earlier in the year I saw this stat, he had the most try involvements in the NRL from the bench. Yeah. Which I'm like from a prof, that's pretty good. Yeah. It's so funny. I feel like because I feel like um my partner's like he's like I feel, he feels that Ivan hates Spencer, which is probably fair. And every time he comes on and scores, he's like Ivan's gonna hate that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Ivan's kicking his chair right now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's thinking, why, why did I do that? <laughs> yeah, it's almost as if like Spencer has one really deep breath, and yeah. he takes it in before he goes out there. Yeah, and he just breathes out for about two minutes while like playing like an absolute psychopath and ripping into yeah. whatever he's versing, and then his breath and is gone, tired. and he has to come yeah. off. Yeah, <laughs> and he gets tired. Yeah, I'm like, do they just give him like a handful of skittles and they go go nuts? Honestly, there's something else. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm not complaining. No, <laughs> no, that's the thing. Keep yeah. on going. And you know, like Moses Leota was kind of similar. Um, when he first came into grade, yeah, he was. Like it, it took him I, nearly six seasons to be a teams. starter. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and Moses, yeah, he's been really bad for an error, and now I feel like he's really calmed that down, which is good. Um, but I mean, I actually am very pro Spencer in you. I think he's fantastic, and I don't know why. I mean, I get that he's not the most fit, and I, I get that, but I don't get the hatred from Ivan. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I love Spencer as well. I, I'm beginning to run bit like run out of patience with what's going on. But me too. The thing is, I don't. Yeah, I don't know whether that's Spencer's fault or Ivan's fault or like what's going on or whether it's actually working quite well. Or I, I'm not sure. Um, yeah. But I do worry that we could lose him to someone like a Storm, and he would go there and become the best front rower in the world. Oh, that's. I he can't go to the Storm. It's going to be disastrous. Yeah. It would have been like if we let Mav go to them. Oh, honestly. Oh, I hope Mav gets a go, though. I'm a bit worried. Yeah, surely next week. Next week or next year? <laughs> yeah, in about five years, probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, it's, it was a very satisfying end to that game. It was. It was so exciting. And it's like those... Um, those games are always really exciting when you win them, but they're bloody awful when you lose them. So I was really happy to be on the the other side of that. Yeah, it was it was um like twenty eighteen vibes. Yeah, it was. Um, so I'm like I'm at least happy to know that we can still win games like that, but yeah. I'd rather we stick to our our normal way of winning them. Yes, I agree. Um, because yeah, this I think this final series is going to be very similar, if not. Um, even tougher than last year's because I feel yeah. like the competition is so much tighter now. It's so wide open. It's crazy. Like last year, I felt like it was really like South did kind of come out of nowhere because um, I felt like it was just Storm. Like Storm were like the ones you've got to be careful of and everyone else was like, whatever, we can beat them. Whereas yeah. this year, it's like I reckon like pretty much I reckon us, Storm, Roosters, Souths, Sharks, Cowboys all can win the premiership. Yeah. And then if the Eels get like a few of our, a few of like the big teams knock each other out, then the Eels can just like make a good run as well. Yeah. Um, that being said, when they lose by 50 tonight, I'll probably change my mind. 
that then they'll win by 70 next week and then I'll change my mind again. I just, I just, I don't think they can get there. Yeah, I hope not. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's it's interesting because like last year, like we're talking about South sort of coming out of nowhere. They only won one less game than us, but they were so far below us in the regular season, if you get what I mean. Like yeah, well we beat them like fifty in the regular season. Yeah, like they they had um yeah one less win than us and Melbourne because we were equal first. Yeah, we both beat we both put fifty on them in the regular season, and it's like Manly came fourth and they didn't beat a single team above them all season. I missed the flat track bully Manly era. Now they're just straight shit. Same. It was lovely. Because, like, you could watch them and enjoy the game, but, like, because you're like, ah, yeah, whatever. But then if they were versing mm. if they were versing us, I wasn't worried. Yeah, agreed. And um, it was just funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was very funny. Because, like, this year, like... <laughs> so funny. This year, we still know they're not going to beat us, but, like, they're kind of depressing. Yeah, I agree. They, um, um, they still stress me out, and I don't want to play them. I'd rather not play them. Um... Because they did almost. Beat. I mean, to be fair though, they should have beaten us, and they didn't. So, yeah, so screw them. <laughs> yeah, they're not that great. Yeah, no, no that, that's the that's the thing though is how different would it have been if like they didn't lose all these players and then have all this off field drama as well. Yeah, 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 and and then and then you get like the rise of the sharks and the cowboys. Yeah. It's been such a, a positive addition, I think. Oh, my God. Having just, I mean, we are talking before about how boring it must be for other fans seeing just, like, the three teams winning the minor premiership. Having, like, these other teams injected in it this year is such a blessing. Like, it's so good that we're, you know, I love when Brisbane and Cowboys are good. It's so exciting. Like, their own little rivalry is really exciting. Um and especially like the Cowboys who, I mean, I thought Brisbane would be all right this year, but the Cowboys really came out of nowhere. Um, and even seeing players like Townsend really, you know, he's been bloody great this year and everyone laughed at him, laughed at that signing. So I, I really do think um, they've done a great job and it's just awesome for the game. Yeah, it's it's lifted, like, I feel like it's just lifted everyone's spirits a bit, you know? Yeah, I agree. Because I felt like we did that a bit in 2020 because we sort of came yep. out of nowhere. But then, then when, you, but then, yeah, when it was the same team, the same teams that were good the next year, you go, oh, this is becoming predictable. Yeah. And we begin to lose a bit of patience. And then the fact that there were so many blowouts last year. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, we, we, needed, we needed this. So thank you, Sharks. Thank you, Cowboys. But um, that being said, uh, just stay away from us, yeah. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Not this year. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You can you can win it next year. Don't worry. Absolutely. And I do think both of those teams will be genuine shots at the title next year. Yeah. Um, and that and and I'm saying that without ruling them out this year as well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree entirely. Um, It'll be very interesting seeing what teams get named for both the Cowboys and the Sharks, uh, Cowboys and Panthers yeah. next week. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised that we didn't rest anyone. I was pleasantly surprised we didn't rest anyone this yeah. week. And I really like that from Ivan. He's never been a big rester, and I vibe it. Like, it's their job. Who who doesn't want to play right now? It's fun. Yeah, um, playing's the fun so bit. So I think... Yeah, and especially for us, like Jerome's coming back this week, I think, um, and we need to have a bit of practice. So yeah, I exactly. think we'll name a pretty full strength, I think. I hope so. Plus the Cowboys surely. And I don't know what the Cowboys will do. Yeah, they're going for a home final. So. Yeah, 100%. Because the last thing they want to do is play in Cronulla in week one. No, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. It's your way with the premiership. So, Nat, another thing in the news is Cameron Serraldo, um, as a few days ago now already, obviously, <laughs> uh, has signed on a five-year deal to be the head coach of the yes. Bulldogs. Yes. 
He's leaving us. Exciting for him. I know, sad times, but I'm also happy for him because, um, yeah, you know, it's it's very exciting for him. He deserves it. So, yeah, I I think he's one of these assistant coaches that's certainly like done his apprenticeship. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, we saw similar with Fitzgibbon, and then years before that with Maguire and stuff. Yeah. Um, the big gamble, five years though. I don't get the five year part of it. No. Um, like, was it necessary to get him over there? I would doubt it. But also, I mean, worse things have happened. Yeah, like like Gus Gus explained it that um wanted to show him that there's faith in him to um, yeah, but you could do that with four see, years. In three yeah, like years. see through this project and um that he'll still be there when the good times are happening. But it's like yeah, just just don't sack him and keep giving him new contracts yeah, then. Exactly. <laughs> An amazing way of doing that. Yeah, because uh what happens if it works out like some of the other great coaches that have come from the Penrith system, like Trent Barrett and Garth Brennan. Yeah. Like neither of those worked out. And I'm for Seraldo's sake, I'm really hoping it does work out. Me too. Um, because he also seems like a very, a very lovely guy. Um he does. He seems so dedicated and just like so into it, which is really nice. Yeah. Well, it's been 10 years since he arrived at the club as a player. Yeah. Um, so that's another thing, maybe like it might take a bit of like settling in because he's probably yeah. very comfortable at Penrith now. Um, you know, going to a new club with players that aren't quite as good, facilities that aren't quite as good. Um, yeah. A very uh, volatile board. Yeah. And a fan base that is like they have the most patience in the world, but surely they're even running out of it now. Yeah, I think it's looking good for them. Like, I would feel good if I was a Bulldogs fan right now. And, um, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely one of, I think, the better jobs that's appeared on the market this year in the NRL. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can understand why he didn't pick up the phone to the Tigers but has gone to the Bulldogs. Yeah, you don't want to ruin your career. Yeah. And- that might have happened. Yeah. And because at the end of the day, there are only 16 jobs. So it's mm. like, you've got to go somewhere. Um, yeah. And yeah, I guess it's, yeah, not the worst place you can go. Um, like some, some very good players there and you can see it as well. Yeah. Um, and there's like connections from Penrith as well, which would be exciting. Yeah. That's the thing is like, he was part of the only coaching staff that has ever gotten something positive out of Tavita Pangai Jr. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, he, you know, he's got Matt Burton there. Uh, there's probably 10,000 other kind of players that I can't think of. Yeah. Kick out. Kick out. Oh, kick out's going there. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. So sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, they're getting Reed Marnie. They've got Josh Addo Carr. It, yeah. It's not the worst. You know? No, it's not the worst. Um, I don't know if they'll make the finals next year, but... but they don't have to. I don't think... Yeah. Like, I think that they would want to towards the end of his tenure, but I feel like if they're just on the fringe or in the contention, then that's a win for them next year. Yeah, like if they, if they have a target, I reckon it's like compete for the finals year two, definitely make them year three. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because sometimes when you over-accelerate that process, you have to upgrade those players anyway if you get there a bit earlier yeah. than you thought you were going to and you end up losing a few. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Which, yeah, like part of the, the joys of a salary cap league, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, good good luck to Ciro at the Bulldogs. Um, yeah, very exciting for him. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of Rugby League or the NRL, you'll love Big T's Tees. Unique, affordable and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's Tees. Panthers, Panthers, Panthers.
So this Friday, the Penrith Panthers will be taking on the Warriors at Bluebet Stadium. Uh, it's the 6 p.m. game, I believe. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, which makes sense, I guess, for the time difference for New Zealand. Yes, um, it does. And it's a great opportunity for us to welcome back the minor premiers. Yeah. Stress-free environment. Uh, yeah. I'm so excited for, like, the presentation of the JJ Giltman Shield after the game and before the game. Um, some of the old boys are going to be there doing a lap. Very exciting. Um, yep, yeah, I love, you know, it's going to be those like 2003 boys that like I used to idolise from a distance, like, oh, my God. I wonder if one us a Craig Gower will be there terrorising anybody. <laughs> well, well, if I see him, I'll ask him if he wants to come on the pod and ruin it the time that just the mere mention of his name did. Honestly. <laughs> I have PTSD from Craig Gower. <laughs> I don't think you're the only person who does either. Just from reading, just me, me, me and Mitchell Pierce. Just yeah, from reading his Wikipedia page Pierce, yeah. is enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, before Craig Gower throws us too far off, um, it'll be, uh, it'll be, yeah, it'd be such a great occasion um i'm really looking forward to this i've got a sneaky feeling we're gonna absolutely put the cleaners through the warriors what do you think oh my gosh 100 percent. i think they're gonna go mental and the warriors will be over it by now it's gonna like it should be a massive score i'm excited yeah and because like they've checked out yeah they've totally checked out it's completely understandable too with this stuff that they've been through they're probably just pleased to be home now and they just, they want to have an off season. I fully understand that. You know, yeah. it would be really sad. Like you would be really over it. Oh yeah. I can't imagine how draining it must be to be one of the people within like their organization. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah, we can never like thank them enough for what they've done for the comp over the past couple of years. 100%. Um, I hope that that proposal that's come up a few times does go through where teams take their home games against to New Zealand next year. Oh, me too. I hope so. Um, hopefully, um, Penrith take a game to like the South Island so I could go and visit it. Um, oh my god, how fun would that be? That would be so amazing. Um, if you're if you're listening, Panthers, uh, please do that. Uh, just for my, for my <laughs> own benefit. Um, while you're there, maybe name like a grandstand at the new stadium after Nat and I or whatever. Um, <laughs> The big cat chat. Yeah. yeah. The big cat chat stand. That'd be beautiful, wouldn't it? It would be stunning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, that's interesting as well, is that it was originally going to be the final game there. Oh, it was too. I forgot about that. Yeah, but now we're what in a, a good limbo. time. That's actually so, I'm so happy. Yeah, wait, do we even know? Uh, there's been no official update, but geez. But I would, I would imagine. Now, yeah. I would assume. I'm fairly sure we will have that stadium next year. Surely, yeah. Oh no, like, yeah, like we, we are staying. That's been yeah. official, but okay, great. Don't know whether the plans for us actually getting a new stadium have changed or not. Yeah, yeah, got it. Um, at the very least. It is not our final game there, which means I don't have to steal a seat tomorrow. I was going to say, yeah, like imagine if they were like after the game's over being like, whoopsies, sorry, everybody. That was the last game. Too bad if you didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I would be absolutely devastated for everyone. Who Me didn't too. Me too. I can't make it because I've got a work thing that's going to go over. Um, and it's a 6 p.m. game, so I can't get from the city in time. And I'd be, I'm really yeah. sad about it because I really wanted to go. Obviously, I'm missing the grand final. So I really wanted to go and see them with the minor premiership. But that's okay. First world problems. You have had the worst luck this year with regards to going to games. And this is why, this is why everyone's like, you're not a member. Oh, my God. At the beginning of the year. And I'm like, no, I'm not a member because I am busy <laughs> this year. This is a very busy sort of page, uh, phase in my life because everybody's getting married and everyone's having children and work is work so um yeah <laughs> sorry for that rant that's why <laughs> and that's why like, you're getting I'm married to go to like two games all year <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly 
Well, with all that in mind, anyone listening, if you're inviting Nat to any of your weddings coming up, just make sure they're not in September or October, please. Yeah, give me a break next year. Had enough of Three it. Three in a row. Yeah, they're gonna be beautiful though. It's gonna be so worth it. Um, and hopefully I'll get some beautiful news at the grand final that we want it. Sorry, at the wedding that I, that we won the grand final. That'll be beautiful. Yes, of course. Um, I'll I'll send you like live Instagram videos or something like that. Please. <laughs> I sounded like a real boomer with the way I worded that just then. <laughs> live Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad we don't have. I'm glad we don't have um our cameras on because I was like miming using like a digital camera i don't know why I, yeah um yeah i was yeah emanating immaculate boomer vibes just then love that <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right so yeah what do you reckon penrith wins 40 plus 13 plus yeah I 13, at least okay. 20 plus. Yeah, yeah like 13 plus that but yeah i think yeah yeah uh, Jerome Lewis scores on return right for sure he loves to try these this year as well yeah, exactly. Um, have you seen the, the remarkable increase in Appy's try assists this year? No, I haven't. I didn't realise. He, um, like, has, like, doubled his, mm. like, last three years this year. Wow, good for him. Yeah. Just in time for him to leave. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's getting all these good ones out of the way now because he knows he will not get it <laughs> next year. Oh God, what a dire! So, but you know what? Who knows what impact he might have on the Tigers? It might be amazing. So, we'll have to see. He brought us up, didn't he? He did, absolutely did. Yep. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for listening to another episode of Big Cat Chat Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to follow us on socials, you can find us on Instagram at Big Cat Chat or on Twitter at Big Cat Chat Pod. Um, I basically use it just to chat a load of shit now. Um, <laughs> it's like a burner, but everyone knows who you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like, am I? Sometimes I'm like, because my Twitter account is usually on private now. I'm like, if I've got a joke that I think is particularly funny and that isn't inappropriate i'm like oh i might just tweet it on the big cat chat account yeah i love that like the one that with nathan which actually failed because he had to, he didn't he didn't we didn't win remember when it was yeah. like nathan to his haters yeah you know that has a ridiculous amount of views on instagram now really i'm gonna find it right now just before we go let me see it has eleven thousand views oh that's hilarious do you nathan i hope so hi nathan yeah so that's um that's out there for any any sponsors who want to know we definitely get traction as you can see yeah that could there be, we go that could be your product that could be you. Oh, yeah <laughs> oh that's so funny all right yeah well thank you everyone for listening and we'll talk to you later bye guys You're listening to the Big Cat Chat podcast on the Sports Best Friends Network. Sports Best Friends would like to thank you for listening right to the end. You are our kind of people. Find other great sports podcasts in our family by subscribing. And remember, social media isn't a bad place. You just need to follow the right people.